Stress and Anxiety, age 14. Now is the right time. Teens and adults alike feel stress. Stress is the physical or mental response to an external cause, such as an argument within a friend group or struggling with a big school project. Feelings of stress are built-in mechanisms for human survival and safety. These feelings are the body's way of warning you when there is a threat and calling your focus to problems that need attention. A stressor can be one-time or ongoing. On the other hand, anxiety is the body's reaction to stress and can occur even if there is no current threat. While all humans experience some anxiety, when worries and fears become persistent, they can begin to interfere with everyday life and impact your teen's health. As a parent or those in a parenting role, you can guide your teen to learn to identify and manage their stress, an important skill they will use for a lifetime. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 are in the process of learning about their strong feelings, dealing with academic and extracurricular performance pressures, and growing friendships. All these new experiences and expectations can cause stress that is typical for all children and teens. In addition, most children and teens also face more intense stress, like family challenges, such as parents who divorce, deal with mental illness, or addiction. Many families have members who face intense stress due to the effects of systemic oppression, income inequality, lack of access to services, prejudices, stigma, or other injustices. Indeed, the support a child or teen receives during and after stress from trusted caregivers can make a powerful difference in how that child or teen copes and integrates that experience over the long term. With intentional guidance and support, parents or those in a parenting role can advance their child's or teen's development to grow their inner strength and resilience. Symptoms of stress may look differently in children or teens than in adults. Children and teens can experience both mental and physical symptoms such as restlessness, fatigue, irritability, trouble sleeping at night, and stomach and digestive problems. Some children and teens may act out and create conflicts as they have yet to develop skills to manage their stress constructively. Symptoms of stress can look very similar to symptoms of anxiety and can be difficult for parents or those in a parenting role to differentiate. Even though signs of stress and anxiety may look the same, they are different and require different approaches to handle each. Understanding the differences between stress and anxiety will help parents or those in a parenting role properly guide their children or teens through their intense feelings. Stress is a normal reaction to a situation or experience, an external trigger or stressor. Generally goes away when the stressor goes away. Some stressors can be long-term, such as significant changes in family like divorce, remarriage, relocation, etc. doesn't significantly interfere with or alter daily functioning and activities and responds well to coping strategies like exercise, deep breathing, etc. Anxiety includes intense and persistent worry and fear that is difficult to control and out of proportion to the situation, can be long-lasting, and significantly interferes with everyday functioning and activities. While mild anxiety may respond well to coping strategies used to manage stress, a child or teen experiencing anxiety may require additional help from a mental health professional to determine if they have an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders are different from feelings of stress or mild anxiety, which are short-term. 
If your child's or teen's worries or fears interfere with their relationships, school, and family life, it may be time to consider reaching out for professional support. Your primary care doctor can often be an easy first stop if you are uncertain where to begin. There are resources listed at the end of this tool to help parents or those in a parenting role address complex issues like trauma, significant losses, persistent, debilitating anxiety, and depression. While an anxiety disorder may necessitate additional professional support, every child or teen needs to learn skills to cope with stress, and parents or those in a parenting role can help. The following steps will prepare you to help your child or teen through the kinds of stressors many commonly face. The steps include specific, practical strategies and effective conversation starters to guide you in helping your child or teen manage stress in ways that develop their resilience and skills for self-management. Why stress? Whether it's your 11-year-old refusing to go to a new after-school program or your 13-year-old having trouble getting to sleep because they are worried about a test the next day, Stress can become a daily challenge if you don't create plans and strategies for dealing with it, along with input from your child or teen. Today, in the short term, teaching skills to manage stress can create greater opportunities for connection, cooperation, and enjoyment, trust in each other that you have the competence to manage your big feelings, and add a daily peace of mind. Tomorrow, in the long term, your child or teen grows skills in self-awareness, grows skills in self-control and managing feelings, and develops independence and self-sufficiency. Five Steps for Managing Stress This five-step process helps you and your child or teen manage stress. It also grows essential skills in your child or teen. The same process can also be used to address other parenting issues. Here is a trap to avoid. These statements are done best when you and your child or teen are not tired or in a rush. Here is a trap to avoid. Intentional communication and a healthy parenting relationship support these steps. Step 1. Get your child or teen thinking by getting their input. Parents or those in a parenting role can benefit from understanding how stress is processed in the body and brain by asking helpful questions of your child or teen and learning about their stress. Anytime you are emotionally shaken from stress, fear, anxiety, anger, or hurt, you are functioning from the part of your brain that developed first, the primal brain, or amygdala. The amygdala responds to stress by fighting, fleeing, or freezing, and serves to help us survive dangerous situations. While we rarely face tigers and bears in the wild, several everyday interactions can activate your child or teen's flight or freeze response system. During these intense feelings, some chemicals wash over the rest of the brain, cutting off access to the part of our brain that allows for reasoning and problem-solving. What does this mean as a parent? You may notice that once your child or teen is upset, it is difficult to get through to them, or it may seem as if nothing works to help the situation. Daniel Goleman, the author of Emotional Intelligence, refers to this as your child's brain is hijacked. When the brain is hijacked and in a stress response, your attempts at resolving the situation with problem-solving, reasoning, bribes, or threats will do little to solve the current conflict or change your child's or teen's behavior. Effective problem-solving requires logic, language, and creativity, though none can be well-utilized when greatly upset. While in a stress-response state, your child or teen cannot access the part of their brain, the prefrontal cortex, that engages in reasoning. How can you help? When your child or teen becomes dysregulated, the first step is to help them return to a calm space before problem-solving or correction. 
Remember, helping your child or teen calm down does not mean that you are condoning misbehavior. Correction can occur after your child or teen returns to a calm place. When your child or teen is calm, you can get them thinking about ways to manage daily stress by asking open-ended questions. Open-ended questions help prompt your child's or teen's thinking. You'll also better understand their thoughts, feelings, and stress-related challenges. In gaining input, your child or teen develops awareness about how they are thinking and feeling and understands when it is stress-related, can think through and problem-solve challenges they may encounter ahead of time. Actions. Engage your child or teen in a conversation to understand your child's or teen's thoughts and feelings. You could ask, when do you feel stressed? When do you feel uncomfortable, frustrated, or angry? These feelings can mask underlying anxiety. What time of day? What people, places, and activities are usually involved? You may reflect on a moment when your child or teen was in their stress response or hijacked brain. For example, when I asked you to clean up your room, you became very upset. What was going on for you? Asking questions does not mean you agree with or condone your child's or teen's behavior. However, curiosity can provide additional information that will allow you to problem-solve, reduce conflict, and help you brainstorm ways to manage stress-related challenges. Practice actively listening to your child's or teen's thoughts, feelings, and worries. Though you may want to fix your child's or teen's problem quickly, it's important to listen first. Seeing your child or teen in distress can be deeply uncomfortable. However, it is important to sit in that discomfort with your child or teen and allow them to use their coping and critical problem-solving skills to help them thrive. The way to determine whether your child or teen is stressed is by offering a safe space to discuss their worries without fearing judgment. Paraphrasing Paraphrase what you heard your child or teen say. Paraphrasing is echoing back to the person a summary of what they've said to check how accurate your listening is. It also confirms to the speaker that you have heard them. A conversation might go something like this. Child or teen, I just found out my classmates are in a group chat and I'm not in it. They don't like me. Parent modeling paraphrasing. So I hear you found out that your classmates have a group chat that you are not a part of. Is that right? If you hear a subtext of feeling, as in this example, you can also reflect the feeling implied. Parent reflecting feeling. I get the sense you are feeling sad about being left out. Is that right? Explore the mind-body connection. In calmer moments with your child or teen, ask, How does your body feel now? See how descriptively they can list their physical signs of well-being. Now ask, How does your body feel when stressed? Every person's physical experience will be different. Find out how your child or teen feels and make the connection between those symptoms and the usual feelings they are having. Here is a trap to avoid. Be sure you talk about stress at a calm time when you are not stressed. Step 2. Teach new skills through interactive modeling. Many daily opportunities exist to teach your child or teen new skills to manage their stress and worries. Learning about what is developmentally appropriate at each age will help you better understand what your child or teen is experiencing and work hard to learn. This also provides context to understand how to support their skill building best. 11-year-olds are growing their social awareness, and their worries might increase about being liked and who's in and who's out. With growing social awareness, 12-year-olds may be preoccupied with disturbing news and social issues more than ever. They might find themselves more run down by stress dealing with social, academic, and extracurricular pressures. 13-year-olds can have worries related to their newly acquired body changes with puberty. 
They can be highly sensitive as they work to define their independent identity while still being dependent upon you. 14-year-olds will have crushes, broken hearts, and worries related to relationships. They may enjoy academic challenges once they feel underprepared and then become stressed that they need to be more confident. It is important to remember that teaching is different than just telling. Teaching grows basic skills, grows problem-solving abilities, and prepares your child or teen for success. Teaching also involves modeling and practicing the positive behaviors you want to see, promoting skills, and preventing problems. Actions. Model the skills yourself. Your child or teen will notice and learn. Get exercise and fresh air. Getting active, whether walking or gardening, can help relieve stress. Remember to breathe. Make a daily routine of taking 5 to 10 deep breaths to help you begin the morning calm and focused. If you run into stressful situations during the day, remember to breathe deeply amid the chaos to help yourself better cope. Create quiet time. Busy schedules are inevitable. However, everyone needs quiet, unscheduled time to refuel. Say no to social commitments when it's too much. In addition to guarding your child's or teen's quiet time, be sure to carve out your own. Set a goal for daily connection. Touch can deepen intimacy in any relationship, creating safety, trust, and a sense of well-being. It offers health benefits as well. A study found that those who hugged more were more resistant to colds and other stress-induced illnesses. Notice, name, and accept your feelings regularly. You may get in the habit of reassuring family members or friends, I'm fine, even when you are not. Yet you need to be a model of emotional intelligence if your child or teen is to learn to manage their feelings. Notice what you are honestly feeling and name it. I'm tired and cranky this afternoon. Accepting those feelings instead of fighting them can be a relief and allow you to take action toward change. Ask, what is my child or teen developmentally ready to try? Allow for healthy risks. Realize it will not always be done perfectly or in the ways you expect. Trust your child's or teen's ability to solve their problems with your loving support. Brainstorm coping strategies. Depending on what feels right, you and your child or teen can use numerous coping strategies. But recalling what will make you feel better can be challenging when you are anxious and upset. That's why brainstorming a list, writing it down, and keeping it ready can be useful when your child or teen needs it. For example, your child or teen could imagine a favorite place, walk, drink water, take deep breaths, count to 50, draw, color, or build something. For an easy-to-print illustration, check out Confident Parents, Confident Kids Coping Strategies for 5 to 12. Design a plan. When you've learned about what happens in your brain and body when stress takes over, you know you need a plan so you don't have to think in that moment. What will you say when upset? Where will you go? Following your plan is a positive way to model coping strategies for your child or teen. Work on your child's or teen's feelings vocabulary. Sometimes, parents and those in a parenting role must become feelings detectives. If your child or teen shuts down and refuses to tell you what's happening, you must look for clues. They are still learning to label the complexity of their feelings. They hear feelings in daily conversations less frequently than thoughts or other expressions. Being able to identify your feelings is the first step to being able to manage them successfully. Create a calm-down space. During a time without pressure, involve your child or teen in designing a safe base or place where your child or teen decides they would like to go when upset to feel better. Maybe their calm-down space is a beanbag chair in their room, a blanket, or special carpet in the family room. Then consider what items you might place to help them calm down.
Is your child or teen uttering the same upsetting story more than once or repeatedly analyzing problems or concerns? You could compassionately talk with your child or teen about repetitive thoughts and how they can make us feel more distressed instead of solving a problem. A possible conversation could be, Hey, I've noticed you've been discussing this problem a lot lately. Can I tell you a little bit about how our amazing brains work? Our brains are very powerful. They help us figure out how to solve problems and create great imaginary stories. Sometimes, though, our brains can get stuck thinking about a problem repeatedly in an attempt to solve it. Our brain is trying to help us, but sometimes having those thoughts repeatedly can make us feel even more lousy. Can we talk about things that help your brain take a break when stuck in these thoughts? You have a lot of fun playing with your friend on the trampoline. Do you find it easier not to think about these things then? Maybe we can think of something loving you could say to yourself when you find your brain is repeating worries. Set aside undistracted time to connect with your child or teen daily. Regular connection helps to calm your child's or teen's nervous system, enabling them to cope better with difficult situations. Create a family gratitude ritual. People get many negative messages daily through the news, performance reviews at school or work, and challenges with family and friends. It can seem easier to complain than to appreciate. Balance out your daily ratio of negative to positive messages by looking for the good in your life and articulating it. Model it and involve your child or teen. This is the best antidote to a sense of entitlement or taking your good life for granted while wanting more and more stuff. Psychologists have researched gratefulness and found that it increases people's health, sense of well-being, and ability to get more and better sleep at night. Here is a tip. Deep breathing is more than just a nice thing to do. It changes your brain chemistry and allows you to regain access to your creativity, language, and logic versus staying stuck in your primal brain. Practicing deep breathing with your child or teen can offer them a powerful tool to use anytime, anywhere when they feel stressed. Step 3. Practice to grow skills, confidence, and develop habits. Your daily conversations can allow your child or teen to practice vital new skills if you seize those opportunities. Practice grows vital new brain connections that strengthen and eventually form habits each time your child or teen works hard to practice essential stress management skills. Practice also provides important opportunities to grow self-efficacy. A child or teen sense that they can do a task or skill successfully. This grows confidence. It will also help them understand that mistakes and failures are part of learning. Actions. Use show-me statements with a positive tone and body language to express excitement and curiosity. When a child or teen learns a new ability, they are eager to show it off. Give them that chance. Say, show me how you use your safe base to calm down. This can be used when you observe their stress mounting. Practice your plan. Be sure to try out your plan for managing stressful situations in smaller scale ways. In other words, could you do a dry run? Walk to school and be in the environment to act out your plan before the other kids arrive for school? This kind of practice can make all the difference in assisting your child or teen when their most challenging times arise. It can be helpful to brainstorm with your child or teen how you can be beneficial when they are feeling stressed. Solutions you brainstorm together are more likely to be utilized in times of stress and less likely to be pushed away when your child or teen needs help. Recognize effort by using I notice statements like I notice how you took some deep breaths when you got frustrated. That's excellent. Include reflection on the day in your bedtime routine. Bedtime is often a key time for parent, child, or teen connections and can also be when your child's or teen's big feelings and responses to accumulated stress show up. 
Consider the following strategies to help your child or teen feel seen and heard and help your child or teen feel supported before sleep. You could start a conversation with your child or teen by asking about their high, favorite part of the day, and low, least favorite part of the day. Sharing highs and lows allows your child or teen to share difficult moments and reflect on their day's bright spots. When your child or teen shares their challenges, listen and offer comfort. While you may have a good idea of how your child or teen could address their concerns, try to use this time to listen. Save problem solving for the next day. You may say, right now I am here to listen. Would it be okay if I checked in tomorrow and maybe we could talk about ways to help you with these challenges? If you find that your child or teen has a difficult time setting worries aside to allow for sleep, consider these interventions. Start your bedtime routine 15 to 20 minutes earlier to give your child or teen the time to talk without you feeling rushed to get them to sleep. After your child or teen has your listening attention for some time, you may say, I can tell you this is important to you. Let's talk tomorrow about some ideas that may help. Now it is time to sleep so your thinking brain can get the rest it needs to problem solve. Or, I can tell you still have a lot on your mind. If you think of things after I leave, you can write them down in this journal and share them with me in the morning. Proactively remind. If your child or teen is entering a situation you think may induce stress or anxiety, you can proactively remind them of your plan for managing anxiety. If your reminders result in angry or annoyed pushback from your child or teen, remember to revisit making a plan together and ask your child or teen how you can be most helpful in difficult moments. Your child or teen is more likely to accept your help and support if they were part of creating a plan with you. Step 4. Support your child's or teen's development and success. At this point, you've taught your child or teen some new strategies for managing stress so that they understand how to take action. You've practiced together. You can offer support when needed by reteaching, monitoring, and coaching. Parents or those in a parenting role naturally provide support as they see their child or teen fumble with a situation where they need help. This is no different. Actions. Ask key questions to support their skills. For example, you have a test coming up today. Do you remember how to help yourself if you feel stressed? Learn about development. Each new age will present differing challenges, and along with them, stress. Becoming informed regularly about what developmental milestones your child or teen is working toward will offer you empathy and patience. Reflect on outcomes. Seems like you couldn't sleep last night because you had so much on your mind. Did you have a hard time paying attention in class? What could we do tonight to help? Stay engaged. Working together on ideas for new and different coping strategies can offer additional support and motivation for your child or teen when challenging issues arise. Step 5. Recognize positive reinforcement to foster motivation. No matter how old your child or teen is, your positive reinforcement and encouragement have a big impact. If your child or teen is working to grow their skills, even in small ways, it will be worthwhile to recognize it. Your recognition can go a long way in promoting positive behaviors and expanding your child's or teen's confidence. Your recognition also encourages safe, secure, and nurturing relationships, a foundation for strong communication and a healthy relationship with you as they grow. You can reinforce your child's or teen's efforts in many ways. It is important to distinguish between three types of reinforcement, recognition, rewards, and bribes. These three parenting behaviors impact your child's or teen's behavior differently. Recognition occurs after you observe the desired behavior in your child or teen. Noticing and naming the specific behavior you want to reinforce is key to promoting more of it. 
For example, when you got frustrated with your homework, you told me how you felt and took deep breaths. Excellent. Recognition can include nonverbal acknowledgement, such as a smile, high five, or hug. Rewards can be helpful in certain situations by providing a concrete, timely, and positive incentive for doing a good job. A reward is determined ahead of time so that the child or teen knows what to expect, like, if you finish your homework before dinner, you will have time for a bike ride after dinner. If you X, then I'll X. It stops any negotiations in the heat of the moment. A reward could be used to teach positive behavior or break a bad habit. The goal should be to help your child or teen progress to a time when the reward will no longer be needed. Rewards can decrease a child's or teen's intrinsic motivation if used too often. Unlike a reward, bribes aren't planned ahead of time and generally happen when a parent or those in a parenting role are in a crisis, like a child or teen arguing and refusing to leave a social gathering. To avoid disaster, a parent or those in a parenting role offers to stop for ice cream on the way home if the child or teen will stop arguing and leave the event. While bribes can be helpful in the short term to manage stressful situations, they will not grow lasting motivation or behavior change and should be avoided. Here is a trap to avoid. It can be easy to use bribes when recognition and occasional rewards are underutilized. If parents find themselves resorting to a bribe frequently, it is likely time to revisit the five-step process. Here is a trap to avoid. Think about what behavior a bribe may unintentionally reinforce. For example, offering to stop for ice cream if a child or teen quits arguing and leaves a social event may teach the child or teen that future arguments lead to additional treats. Actions. Recognize and call out when it is going well. It may seem obvious, but it's easy not to notice when everything moves smoothly. Noticing and naming the behavior provides the important reinforcement you see and value your child's or teen's choice. For example, when children and teens practice their calm-down strategies, a specific call-out is needed. I noticed that you spend some time in your calm-down space and then talk to me about your day. Excellent. Recognize small steps along the way. Don't wait for the big accomplishment, like your child or teen practicing calm-down strategies independently, to recognize effort. Remember that your recognition can work as a tool to promote more positive behaviors. Find small ways your child or teen is making an effort and let them know you see them. Build celebrations into your routine. For example, you worked hard this week and talked about your feelings when overwhelmed. Let's go for a hike together this weekend. In closing, engaging in these five steps is an investment that grows your skills as an effective parent or those in a parenting role on many other issues and grows essential skills that will last a lifetime for your child or teen. This tool allows children and teens to become more self-aware, deepen their social awareness, exercise their self-management skills, work on their relationship skills, and demonstrate and practice responsible decision-making. Additional resources for more intense forms of stress, adverse childhood experiences, anxiety, and depression. If there are high emotions in your household most days, consider outside intervention. Physical patterns like depression can set in that require the help of a trained professional. Seeking psychological help is the same as going to your doctor for a physical ailment. It is very wise to seek outside help. The following are some U.S.-based resources to check out. American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, AACAP, has definitions, answers to frequently asked questions, resources, expert videos, and an online search tool to find a local psychiatrist http colon backslash backslash www.aacap.org. American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, Healthy Children.
provides information for parents about emotional wellness, including helping children handle stress, psychiatric medications, grief, and more. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.healthychildren.org. American Psychological Association, APA, offers information on managing stress, communicating with kids, making step families work, controlling anger, finding a psychologist, and more. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.apa.org. Association for Behavioral and Cognitive Therapies, ABCT provides free online information so that children and adolescents benefit from the most up-to-date information about mental health treatment and can learn about important differences in mental health supports. Parents can search online for local psychologists and psychiatrists for free. http colon backslash backslash www.abct.org National Institute of Mental Health I'm so stressed out. Fact sheet https colon backslash backslash www.nimh.nih.gov backslash health backslash publications backslash so slash stressed dash out dash fact dash sheet center for health and safety culture 2023 stress and anxiety ages 11 to 14 Retreats from https colon backslash backslash www.toolsforyourchildsuccess.org. Copyright 2023 Center for Health and Safety Culture at Montana State University. This content does not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the Tools for Your Child Success communities, financial supporters, contributors, SAMHSA, or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.